0: This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 FM and as we do every single time uh, of the week this week, we call on our good friend uh, who covers Parliament for us uh, and uh, from dear South Africa and uh, we talk to him about what is going on in Parliament. Rob Hutchinson, Rob, how are you
1: doing? Very well yourself, Benji.
0: I'm doing very, very well, Rob. Uh, as always, busy schedules in Parliament, people toing and froing and finding out what is going on, and we have a new and interesting and uh, fun thing called the National Identification and Registration Bill. Uh, they, I feel like there must be someone in Parliament whose job it is to find really long names like that 's just their mm-hmm. only job is to what is the longest name we can find in Parliament um, to talk about so tell us, Rob, what is this bill all about
1: yeah, I agree with you, Benji. It's always as if they start with the acronym and then work backwards <laughs> so yeah, this is a, is another one the National identification registration bill um, and this is this is uh, a rather interesting uh, bill that ha- that has been put out, which proposes a brand new identification system for for South Africa and for South African citizens, and that means um, integrating all the systems that are currently out there, introducing a biometric system, and they're calling it a sort of one-stop national identity database, which includes uh, foreign foreign nationals as as also um people who have work visas and so on integrating them all into into one into one system and, and um it does as far as i can see it's going to be introducing new uh, id numbers so Uh, I'm assuming there's going to be a whole process around introducing new ID numbers. Um, and uh, that to me seems like a bit, a bit of a chaotic move. I don't know how we're going to manage that with new ID numbers, but nonetheless, it's, it will be introduced. Um, it does cater for uh, integration with other governmental systems. Um, so they're hoping it will speed up all, all processes like driving licenses. Uh, getting new IDs and passport applications and also helping uh the private sector with uh, certain applications as as well and information uh, presumably the banks and tax practitioners and and so on quite quite a few controversial issues within within the bullet itself um as you've seen it there is a a lot of questions around how much data the government should have about you and how much should be really available uh, to all spheres of government and certain sectors uh, or certain uh, players in the private sector
0: yeah absolutely yeah, i mean on the one hand uh, I hear that, and uh, I think that is something to be concerned about on the other hand you know, in, in in a way, <clears throat> South Africans have sort of bypassed the system already if you if you are going to certain places. You know you can 't really use your driver's license, for example, legally as identification, and yet that gets used much more readily than say ID books or, or something like that and I think it shows the fault in our system that that people are having to resort to 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 driver's licenses when when really uh, it would make m- w- sense to have that sort of information in one document that one could use to to access or or, or should you need a identification. Uh, and and these sorts of processes have been running in other developing countries, like in India, for example. I know that they they ran mm. a sort of process, and it helped people a great deal. I, I think, as always in South Africa, the, the 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 feeling is that yes, okay, very nice in theory, but dear Lord, the government is going to have to implement it.
1: Exactly, and that that does strike me as, as a bit of a problem. Although I'm pretty sure um, the private sector will get involved in in the rollout of of the new identity cards. And there obviously will be smart cards that contain all all the information. We've seen the banks getting involved in that, in the distribution, the collection of data and uh, measuring um, the biometrics. And, of course, fingerprints will have to be taken here as well. Um, Interestingly, they've they've made it uh, easier for people to get uh, a new ID system now. You can get it from the age of 10. In fact, it's mandatory from the age of 10. Uh, the moment you turn, your child turns 10, it take, you have to get it within 30 days or, or so. And uh, what I find most interesting about about the system is the introduction of the new of the new um, ID numbers. You know, ID numbers uh, tell your your date uh, date of birth, your your gender, your race, and and a whole lot of other information contained in in the sequence of of numbers. Um, what they've proposed here is to include a, not only a male and female in gender, but also non-binary in, in the gender allocation, which I think might raise a few eyebrows in certain circles and not so in, in others.
0: Yeah, non-binary in binary numbers. Very, very interesting. <laughs> um <laughs> we're talking today, uh, as we always do, to Rob Hutchinson about what is going on in Parliament. I'm Benji Shulman, and this is 101.9. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9. I'm talking to Rob Hutchinson about all the goings on in Parliament. And Rob, I wanted to just uh, chat with you about... Some of the importance of public participation before it becomes a problem. Because what I've been seeing lately is, all of a sudden, it sounds like uh, on bills like the NHI and, and on the water bill, suddenly corporate South Africa seems to have woken up to how uh, how these sort of things might damage uh, their um, uh, damage their, their their businesses, and that we're seeing a much more. Uh, Call it, call it robust communication strategy that they're rolling out, um, pushing back against the government, whereas maybe they should have done this a little while before.
1: Yeah, Brent, it always, it always happens that way. You know, business toes the line with government uh, due to tax obligations and um, certain quotas that, that have to be met and, of course, uh, lucrative government contracts for, for most of them. But eventually, uh, business realizes that the things the sun doesn't always shine where where it's supposed to, and yeah, we have been seeing quite a bit of pushback on on um, uh, policies that government putting out that seem to be quite anti-business. And you're right, it is uh, especially on the water issue, a uh, water licensing issue that that caused a lot of uh, contention within the business, especially in the farming farming sector. But we're seeing others, as far as um, strict new BEE regulations uh, that are being uh, forced onto onto businesses, and as in some most cases, these regulations do seem to be uh, quite unreasonable and uh, counterproductive to to a growing economy. But then, yeah, I think it's it's we've got to look at it in in context and and take note of what's happening elsewhere. that you know, is we are in election season. Uh, most parties are already campaigning and the ANC tends to campaign through, through issues such as this, uh, putting, proposing bills that are part of their manifesto and driving them forward and then hoping that businesses will do their advertising and marketing for them by shouting, uh, loud and performing in the media, issuing out media statements and so on. And it's quite a clever strategy. but yeah you know, it's it's still not conducive to to a good uh i want to say rainbow nation environment but a good working uh, economic environment
0: yeah and i think uh you know, in maybe normal circumstances where uh where this was just uh, you know, election season and and things were happening and okay you know these games are played in the in the states you find them as well where uh, bills are passed that everyone knows can't be passed because you know, one party doesn't have the Senate or something like that. Uh, but it, it's used as a, as a media play. The the problem is in South Africa where we have uh, issues like the Ukraine Russia war and what the Americans are suddenly paying attention and uh, and the world just generally not being so sure about where South Africa is going. That suddenly it becomes less of a game and more of a uh, an economic consequence because people look at this and say. Mm, I'm not sure I want to invest here because even if this doesn't pass, this government doesn't look very serious about how it wants to encourage economic growth and jobs for
1: people. Absolutely spot on, and I'm sure it will work. It will work both ways, and you know our, our government does have a tendency to play both sides, as we've seen different factions within within the ANC, um, while well, some supporting the West, some supporting Russia, and and so on. So there does seem to be. Uh, 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 kind of a everything goes a shotgun approach to, to uh, global economics from, from our government. And I think they're just hoping that something will stick and either the one side will blame the other or the one side will praise the other. We, we don't know at this stage, but you are right. It is, it is kind of concerning and it does seem to be, um, self serving to, to the government and most certainly not to, to business. Or citizens of South Africa
0: Yeah and uh, and I guess One of the ways that, that we can be of service Is to comment uh, and make sure That the government hears our voice uh, Through appropriate channels So what's the best way that people can do that Rob?
1: Oh, there's many ways Benji You can either visit the various government Department websites Or you can make your life easy And go to dearsouthafrica.co.za Which is the public participation Platform On there you'll find Uh, All the bills, uh, quite a few of them are are open for comment, and there's always new ones being added with documents, information, videos, uh, a bit of research done on it, summaries, and so on to help you understand the bill. And you can have your say there, and it goes directly through to to government.
0: Well, there you go. And, uh, Rob, thank you so much for joining us and giving that uh, insight to us. That is Rob Hutchinson uh, from Dear South Africa bringing us to the end of the show and uh, thank you to the whole team who helps put it together, Mashadi, who's on the production, uh, Craig who pushes all the big red buttons Fuzi on the sound and to you dear listener who joins us every single week and do join us again next week on the New Blue Review